0: Welcome to this edition of the Pathfinder Podcast. I'm your host Will, and I'm delighted to introduce my guest today, uh, Richard Wincup, who is a wonderful father, husband, university lecturer, and rugby coach, as well as an ambassador for the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme. Richard's is going to be talking to us about his life and experiences, and how he has overcome his stammer. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, I am your host, Willem Bunger, and I am joined today by my wonderful guest, a very good friend of mine, Mr. Richard Winkup. Uh, good Rich, evening, sir. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Good to be Excellent. here.
0: Wonderful to have you. Uh, just before we get going, I'm just going to give you a full introduction to the audience, Rich, and tell them a little bit about Rich you. you. So Rich is a father, a husband, a university lecturer, he's a rugby coach, he is an entrepreneur, Um, he started a kicking school which uh, serves uh, both local rugby clubs, uh, individual players as well as some international teams as well so that's a pretty awesome uh, accomplishment and and a a, a fairly new um, skill that uh, Rich has brought uh, into his uh, coaching repertoire and then um, on top of all of that Rich is a Duke of Edinburgh ambassador so obviously in the last few days uh, events and and, and the loss of of Prince Philip um, his royal highness um, has touched a lot of people across the world but people like Rich especially who's had the the pleasure and privilege of, of meeting him and representing him in terms of the Duke of Edinburgh Award. And then lastly, Richard is a course instructor on the Maguire Program, which helps to support uh, people who are born as stammerers. So I will ask Rich to talk a little bit more about all of those things um, during the course of the podcast, but Rich, great to have you. And uh, Thank you, here mate. We
1: go.
0: you So- Yeah, good stuff. Bit of a backstory, Rich, tell us about yourself. So schooling, early memories, Uh, All those sorts of things that uh, have brought you to where we are today.
1: So, yeah, um, obviously, uh, well, I'm 41 with a showbiz age of 25. Let's remember that first and foremost. Um, But, yeah, grew up, born in in London, in West London, spent the first few years of my life there. Then my dad joined the police force or police service, was posted to Gloucestershire and stole in the world. So needless to say, all the maps had to come out. Because no one really knew where Stone the World was, but bit of bit of a rural county. <laughs> yeah, bit of a culture shock from London to Stone the World, but lovely place. Grew up there, played rugby there for Stowe RFC, went through the youth system, went to the Cotswold School, <coughs> excuse me, and did many of the extracurricular things that you would do. So. Got a black belt in karate and my DAV silver and gold medals whilst at the Cotswold School. Left with a young lady who was head girl and I was head boy. And now she's uh, my wife of many a long year. So she deserves many prizes and medals for that. Um, Went to uni in Birmingham and London and enjoyed that. Learning about sport, being a sports person myself. And worked in a number of different things and currently a lecturer at Hartbury University in sports business management. So obviously children and things cropped up. i got two boys, Luke, 11, and Tom, 14. So both like different things. Luke is a is an actor and a, a singer and an impressionist. And Tom is all about is, is rugby. So, yeah, both bringing their different talents and should put me in a decent home in the future with a bit of luck fantastic wonderful when the, wonderful boys when, I, are... when i need to and it, they should be, they should get me a good shop mobility scooter that's for sure
0: absolutely no they're wonderful boys as i was saying to you the other day they're a real credit to you thank you yeah so,
1: um, thank you very great much mate. to
0: watch them growing up as well <laughs>
1: yeah
0: thank you cool. so um tell us a bit about your your uh, i was going to call it a hobby but it's more of a passion uh, in terms of the rugby coaching rich
1: Yeah, so when Tom was born back in 2006, I I held him and I thought it'd be good if he could play rugby and I could be his coach. And that materialised a little bit earlier than we'd planned because he was invited to train as a five-year-old with the under sevens at Tewkesbury doing tag rugby. And he had his first game at the end of that season where he ran backwards at Cheltenham, ran towards his own try line But... I'd got the bug and they asked me to stay on and I stayed on and coached another couple of teams and then eventually got the team that Tom was supposed to be in and it motored me through and I'm still their coach at under 14 level so first thing I said after lockdown was why are they so tall and why have (laughs) their voices gone all deep it was a bit of a concern when they all came back but they love their rugby and I love coaching them but through that I've had opportunities to present myself to work with the Gloucestershire women's and ladies team where we first met yep. and from there H- Gloucester Hartbury as kicking coach and Worcester Warriors women as kicking coach and now I'm at Cheltenham and I've been at Stowe for uh, three seasons where it all began as a six-year-old so it's brilliant to be back and wearing the unicorn on my chest um, every every couple of weeks so that's all good and um did a bit of work with the Swedish ladies, a bit of kicking, so that was good. And currently I am working with the Jamaican 7s and 15s, both men and women's teams, and with the 7s teams, trying to get them promoted to the Olympics or qualified for the Olympics. So it's nice to be in that environment, to have a, a goal. So sadly, I didn't go to Stockholm with the Sweden ladies. We went to Staines Rugby Club in West London, not quite as exotic as I was hoping and definitely not as exotic as Kingston. We're at Maidenhead Rugby Club, so oh, in, wow. in rural Berkshire. <laughs> We'd do a lot worse, but it wasn't, Absolutely. It it wasn't be much much like,
0: worse.
1: It would not like Kingston Town, but never mind. Never mind.
0: Brilliant. And then uh, could you tell us a little bit about your your other passion in life, which is the work you do with the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme?
1: Yeah. So this is kind of related to my stammer. And that story, because when I was at school, I knew for a fact that I had to put extra strings to my bow to try and compensate for my stammer and my, at times, complete inability to say anything. Um, Went and did the the silver and um, missed the boat a little bit with my present, with my current year. So I had to do it with the year below at school, but I had good mates in that year and then did my gold award and we did our expedition in the Lake District on one of the hottest weekends on record and but it's it's not easy and it's not supposed to be Um, it teaches you challenges that you'll need for adult life teamwork resilience courage at times is needed when you're faced with a a, a mountain and a big rucksack full of stuff Um, certainly the ability to work as a team is is definitely something that the Duke of Edinburgh and the award scheme really promotes but for me it was this idea of a, of a challenging lifestyle and, and a challenging mindset whatever I did in life I would try to challenge myself as much as possible as I'd learned through the Duke of Edinburgh's award scheme and and through that it kind of teed me up for my introduction to to the Maguire program if you like and I first learned about the Maguire program through my mum, God rest her soul. Nobody really knew about it, certainly in our neck of the woods in Stone, the World. Mum cleaned the library to get a few extra quid to pay for my pasta and sauce as a poor student. And there was a card on the library notice board that says, do you stammer or know someone who does the Maguire program can help? call this number visit this website and mum followed it up and she spoke about it and I got very emotional I said look nothing's helped as yet so why should this help but fair play to her and my dad they persevered and they sent away f- for more information and in the end we went to to Bath for, for an open day and dad just said look just just have a go just see what it's like mm-hmm. and there I saw people showing their first day videos and speaking in control of their stammers without stammering and I, I couldn't believe it and there was a, a video that we watched from the Australian Maguire program, because it, it's a big wide w- worldwide thing. And one Australian guy said that he'd cut off his arm just to be able to speak. And that resonated with me incredibly powerfully. And I said, dad, that's how I feel. And he said, well, you, you can't not do it then.
0: Yeah.
1: So set off first courses in Bournemouth, 1999 had lots of hair back in those days. And it blew my mind. I was returned home with my parents four days later, speaking in control of my stammer. And I haven't it's looked back since. And yeah. yeah, it's it's incredible. And you know, I have instructed 10 courses now and I help people all the time. And I still can't quite get my head around how it achieves the results that it does, but it just does. And you, and you trust it. You ask people to trust the technique as you trusted it and it, and it works for them as it did for you. And it's a phenomenal thing to be part of and i i did jobs that i never thought i'd be able to so assistant pe teachers leisure management various different things sports development physical activity development all things that involved speaking because i i could i was making it for lost time yeah. and always wanted to be a coach so that is another challenge that i took on board as, as well but A few years ago now, there was a television programme called Educating Yorkshire. And I was probably out shouting at people in the middle of a field somewhere. Got back to my bag and my phone was red hot with messages and voicemails. Are you watching Educating Yorkshire, Rich? There's a lad who stammers just like you. And I went home and I watched it. And it was Musharraf and he was stammering again, just like I was. And a couple of weeks later, the director of the Maguire program phoned me up and he said look we've been in touch with Musharraf and he wants to join the program I said that's fantastic brilliant news and uh, we'd like you to instruct the course I said brilliant you know bring it on another great opportunity to challenge myself absolutely and he said uh, and he said but channel four want to do a, a documentary about it and after I got back up off the floor I said yeah let's let's do it let's you know <laughs> no time like
0: on the that present no absolutely big,
1: yeah no no bigger challenge and it's called stammer school musha finds his voice and it was a huge success and you know there were still people on the recent course a couple of weeks ago that said that they'd seen stammer school and they would thought about it and they'd re-watched it and they decided to give it a go because it it takes a certain mindset mm. you have to have built up a a healthy dislike of your stammer in order to want some to do something about it. There's a lot of people who are worried about where stammer come from, but I'm not worried. I'm, I'm worried about doing something about it once it's there. Yeah. And my old karate instructor from school, he's now head of Box Hill school in, in Surrey, lovely school. He said, we're running a, a conference called the round square conference. Now, that was developed by a guy called Dr. Kurt Hahn who helped the Duke of Edinburgh create the award scheme back in 1956 and Kurt Hahn believes in education through experience and through experiencing challenges and triumph through adversity and all that kind of stuff so I went in and I knew I was going to speak about the D because I always do and I just sort of Taken my first steps into the sort of after dinner speaking world, I suppose, and did my speech. All good. And this lady came up to me and she said, really fascinating about the DV. I said, oh, thank you. It really did prepare me for things to come, although I didn't know at the time. And she said, well, my husband's the chief executive of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. Scheme." I said, well, that's a small world, isn't it? And she said, mm. she'd, he'd probably like you to come and speak to us um, or for us in a couple of years' time when it's 60. I said, well, I'd, I'd love to. You know, they, Here's my phone number and my email address. Get, get in touch. Later, because it was a day-long thing and an evening meal, mm-hmm. she, got in, she came up to me and she said, I've spoken to my husband and he's really excited by your story. We saw Stammer School and he'd like you to come to St. James's Palace to present gold awards. And again, that was something that, you know,
0: wow, that's people a, yeah. from
1: so with a stammer don't get to do, you know? Yeah. And so I went to St. James's Palace. My dad and my wife came with me and racked with nerves. Um, when I met the Duke first time, I prayed that he didn't speak to me because I wouldn't have been able to say anything back. But the Earl of Wessex has stepped in to do the Duke of Edinburgh's award stuff now. And he he was there. And when I met him, I only said, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Wonderful, sir. Thank you, sir. And he said, by the way, stay behind afterwards. My people want to speak to you. I said, well, right, you are. Yeah. And they said, look, we want to we want you to be an ambassador because you kind of encapsulate what, what we're about. And you're a gold Award holder yourself. So and yeah, that's that's when it all started. Been back to the palace twice. Prince Andrew calls me Rich instead of Richard and we had a good laugh about the Swedish training in stains, he was ushered along because he was laughing so much so we got to go next door now <laughs> I said, but, it's, but it's hilarious, it's hilarious Sweden in stains and yeah. went to the um, Westminster Abbey a couple of years ago for this Thanksgiving service and the Queen walked past me at arm's length, couldn't believe it legs were shaking, I was the only person that bowed as you do with royal etiquette no one else did, I was shocked uh, bowed at the Duke and he gave me a wink as if to say, nice one for doing yeah. the formalities and uh, yeah. Prince Prince Edward just said, uh, whispered, nice to see you again, Rich. I said, thank you, sir. So <laughs> bizarre, absolutely bizarre but, you know, travelling around to places all over the southwest, West um, pre- representing His Royal Highness giving awards out it's a huge, huge honour and a privilege to do what I do and it's um I don't know it's just not something that I was expecting and and it's weird because people say you know what about your stammer and I'm probably happier that I had a stammer because I wouldn't be doing all this stuff if I didn't I don't know what I'd be doing but I wouldn't be helping people to control their speech and helping kids and advising parents what to do and all that kind of stuff it's just been a, a really crazy few years and and they put me on standby for when his royal highness passed away and i had to do i've done a lot of media num- numerous radio interviews a couple of newspapers but what's nice is my son tom has come coming on with me on that because he's currently doing his bronze award Fantastic.
0: so they've so got his uh,
1: perspective as well yeah. yeah so father and son it's um, it. yeah so it's, it's been a, a crazy and, yeah. life a great, but love a good it. one, mate. I'm, Absolutely I'm never going to complain. I've met some good people like yourself over the years who have were colleagues and now great friends. And it's been it's been a, a good life, mate.
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. So um, obviously you've touched on the Maguire program a little bit. Can you mm. give us a little mm. bit more information about that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so it was created by Dave Maguire, who himself was a tennis coach and used a lot of when he created it back in 1996 in his loft in the Netherlands, he's, he's an American guy, but he was living in, in the Netherlands. He put a lot of sports psychology and sports coaching into it. So that immediately when I joined, that woke me up and, and made me sit up a little bit because he was mm, speaking mm. a language that I understood. Yeah. And that tells you how weird it was that they should be advertising in Stowe Library because it was only three years old. So and it only just come to the UK. So call it fate or whatever, but I'm glad it was there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the stars lined up for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, absolutely. Very, very lucky. And everybody on the Maguire programme, including Dave, has been through the Maguire programme. So everybody involved in it has a stammer mm-hmm. that we control. But if we stop using the techniques, we'll probably go backwards eventually to our old selves. Um, it's based around a costal breath, breathing like an opera singer would, along with lowering the pitch of your voice because a lot of people's stammers happen in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So if you're speaking and your chest is resonating, that means that's where your voice is coming from. So you're bypassing all the articulators, the lips, the tongue, the vocal cords, etc. And it's growing, it's now worldwide it's huge in the middle east huge in, in in india pakistan massive in australia uk in the states and that was dave's big thing being a, being an american he wanted to go back and, and conquer the states and and god bless him that that's what he's done fantastic dave could he could he he deserves to be living in a solid gold house overlooking the sea somewhere but that's not the way the Maguire program works, we don't get paid because we are there for others as others were there for us. Um, and I've been very lucky to bring a lot of coaching and, and sports psychology into the Maguire program. So I've, I've stepped up our work in that area and I currently give all set- sets and reflection getting the coaches to reflect or help the new students or the inexperienced people on the program to reflect on how things are going and yeah it's just a stunning thing to be part of
0: that's fantastic and
1: been lucky enough to meet dave a couple of times and he's uh he's not where you expect him to be he's um he's just a good bloke you know he's a good bloke doing good things and he's proud of what he's accomplished and what he shared with the rest of us and There are other things out there. I'm not going to say that the Maguire program is the only therapy out there. There's the conventional NHS stuff. There's other more alternative, I guess you could call them, Mm -hmm. types of therapies. But obviously the Maguire program is the one I'm going to hang my hat on because that's the one that's really, well, it's changed my life beyond recognition. That person in 1999 had curly hair, very little confidence very little self-esteem any self-esteem he had was on the rugby pitch Um, that's when things almost disappeared for me I was able to shout think freely rugby was my was my out really it was how I relaxed it was how I focused I used to kick and I spent hours just just kicking a ball because that was where I felt happiest no one disturbed me Um, growing up in Stowe people would say morning rich and I'd give them a cheery wave and they'd know that that was enough because you know I probably got hello out whilst I was down the road so yeah life-changing and it's not just me I coach so I coach a number of people but there was a course recently and there's a young lady who couldn't say her name she's a student paramedic and so she doesn't make life easy for herself but for me, that's what the Maguire program's all about. She's there using the techniques, able to say what she needs to do, able to introduce herself to people. And that's what it's all about, giving people the freedom and the opportunity to do what they want to do with their lives and not hold back. And and as you say,
0: that is absolutely life changing because mm. anything that holds us back from being our best self is, is just such a tragedy when... There are such wonderful programs like the Maguire
1: program to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Dave said recently, he said, he's got this thing about that. He says, I can't, we can't do what little kids do. And he's, and he's right. You know, little kids can speak, you know, the majority mm. can speak when they need to. And, and we haven't done that in the past, but he's also said things like speaking is, is our connection to the human race. And if you can't speak, then you start to question your connection with the human race. And I guess, you know, as a young man, I never thought that de- that deeply, really. But he's he's got a point, I think. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. got a point. And that's why I think everyone on the Maguire program is so motivated to help others, because we know where they are at the moment and we know how good life can be if you put in the work. And it is hard work. It's It's, it's long hours. It's breathing for half for an hour in the morning like an athlete would you've got to mm-hmm. warm up yeah um, you've got to stay focused your attention levels have to stay high you've got to practice with a coach before you go outside and and into that game situation where for me it was a first class stamp but I practiced and practiced and practiced saying can I have a first class stamp please because it was that was my, my nemesis you know when you're going up to somebody queue behind you mm-hmm. speaking as we did in the in the 90s they had a, a sort of bomb proof glass wall between you and them and that was hard you know everything about that situation was really difficult um, so you've got to practice before you get in amongst it and also you know rugby teach you never to take a backward step and for me that's what you have to do when you're against your stammer you've got to be on the front foot all the time you've got to press you've got to you know blitz defense you've got to defend positively against your stammer and that's and that's what really chimed with with me back in back in the day
0: awesome so um obviously that's a challenge or some adversity that you've overcome uh, Mm you know, in your life. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of where you're at now, are there things that, obviously using that positivity and the lessons you've learned mm-hmm. going through the Stammer and the Maguire program and, and doing your DAV, for example, that um, that have given you the skills to, to overcome or, or to handle any adversity, you know, work-wise, um, life challenges, anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think life throws... Everything at us, and sometimes you can't prepare for it. I, I got my master's last year because you know university and everything. It's good that good to get a qualification beyond the level that you teach at, and you know really valued that. and And supported me through that, and I'll be forever grateful. But that wasn't easy. You know, I'm not particularly academic. You know, I I enjoyed uni. I worked hard, but I didn't get the best degree but i got a degree and 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 in the sixth form when i didn't pass a level german and french that seemed like a long way off so the main thing that i my main philosophy now i think is we have to think like lobsters and people always think what's he on about here why do i have to think like a lobster and a a rabbi told me this um one of my big things is to be inclusive and accepting of everybody and everything. And a a rabbi told me this. He said, we are like lobsters because we have to feel uncomfortable in order to know that we're growing. And a lobster is the same because a lobster doesn't grow with its shell. A lobster knows that it's growing because its shell stays the same size and it becomes uncomfortable so it has to go and find a rock for protection and it shakes off its shell and it grows a new one and that's exactly like us we have to put ourselves in my opinion in challenging situations and make life awkward for ourselves sometimes in order to grow and it's a bit like those old no fear t-shirts do you remember those
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: if if you're not living on the edge you're taking up too much space and i kind of i kind of get that i didn't at the time but i kind of get that now but i think that we have to keep challenging ourselves we have to keep pushing out our comfort zones because another little ad lib is that a comfort zone is is lovely but nothing ever grows there because it's warm it's comfortable and we feel at peace and again we need to get out there. You know, we need to keep pushing the boundaries because if you don't push yourself, you don't know where, where your, your limits are.
0: Yeah, but that, that growth zone is out there, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 where the magic happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's the same with my kickers. Right, let's start kicking from really close into the try line and see, you know, but that's really tight. That's like a ball's width of target, Rich. Yeah, but let's, let's have a go. And sooner or later, they slot a kick. And then the mind thinks, well, if I can slot one from out there, once I'm anywhere in front of the post, the posts look massive. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And that changes their outlook. Um, and it's on the Maguire program, yeah, let's let's push ourselves, let's go out and let's make ourselves feel uncomfortable. Sorry, there's a very loud motorcyclist, sorry. No worries. Um and let's let's get out there and let's push ourselves and help each other to feel uncomfortable and go through a bit of ugliness to come out the other side, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. love that. Um, in terms of your challenges that you've overcome, uh, let's, let's look specifically at, at the Maguire program and, and the stammer. Uh, obviously, mum coming home with that pamphlet was, was part of, of the process of, of getting you out of your shell and, and, and your awakening, as it were. Uh, are there any other moments in your life that have been significant in terms of, of making that, that shift and, and that turn to, to becoming who you are today?
1: Yeah, I, it's a good one. Like, a bit like um, the Bath Open Day that I talked about, that was almost pre-Maguire. Mm-hmm. Those are the key, key moments. I think since then, you know, having to learn to speak to your children with the technique learning to lecture with the technique um and i guess now it's a bit like driving a car when you've driven a car for a long time you just get in and drive it without really thinking but there Mm. are moments when you reverse around a corner or you reverse parallel park and you think hang on a minute i've got to think about this and that's a bit like the Maguire program but one of the watershed moments for me was probably about three years ago two or three years ago it was at Balk Harris School in Cheltenham mm-hmm. and I went to give a speech promoting the did the, the, the DV. so helping the young people to see the value in it and taking part in that and how it could improve their life could challenge them fortify friendships give them life skills and things like that and I walked away from that speech and it dawned on me that I hadn't thought about speaking once during that whole speech to about 200 young people and I think that was the point where I thought actually I can do this this is now something that I do yeah I will not get complacent because the old you is still in the back of your head trying to get out Mm -hmm. but that was the point at which i thought yeah i've got this this is this is a bit of a purple patch and we talk about the stairway to eloquence in the maguire program and we move up and down the stairway you go from the swamps of tricks and avoidance and you're mechanical, then you're a bit sloppy mechanical, and then you've got to go back down to mechanical. And then you start to not think about it so much until finally, you know, you, you accept yourself that you've you're a person who stammers, but actually that doesn't matter anymore. You're not defined by your stammer. It's part of you that very few people see, and you're in control of that. So if you want to see, if you want people to see, then you can be deliberately disfluent to reduce fear. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. And eloquent speech means not using ums and ers and likes. And I always laugh because footballers, God bless them, they say at the end of the day, after most things that they say. And when I'm teaching public speaking, now I, I say there's only two things that happen at the end of the day. Well, the one thing that happens, and that's the sun goes down. That's it. So stop saying at the end of the day. Yeah. And and it's it's little things like that that you have to just enjoy and stop to think about it and enjoy it. If I wrote a book, it would be called T- Taking the Scenic Route, because and my. Karate instructor, good friend now, he said, In my leaving, but Rich will always get there, he just might go the long way around. And and he's right, he's been right all along. Shows how well he he knew me. But you know, you teach someone karate and teach them French for a number of years, and you do get to know them. You get to know people, yeah. And yeah, you do, you do. And there is an in my speech that I give, there's a, a view in Stowe that is just off the Foss Way. And hardly anybody ever sees it because you're focusing on the traffic and, and rightly so but you do get stopped there at traffic lights and it's the best view in the world typical cotswold view green rolling fields in currently it's a patchwork of yellows and greens and browns and it's just the best view in the world so what i say to people is you know Keep focused on your goal, keep focused on your destination. But if you have to take the scenic route, just stop now and again to admire the view.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and what's really, really amazing for me, hearing you talking about that is it resonates so much with things that both my previous guests have also said uh, mm. in terms of how we're so hit up and trying to get somewhere that we forget about mm. how good what we actually have in front of us and around us is.
1: Yeah, oh, um, totally, totally. You know, and there's a classic that success isn't a destination, it's a journey. And yeah. everyone says yeah. that and everyone shares yeah. it on social media. But few people actually stop and think about that. What yeah. does that actually mean? Well, actually, yeah. sometimes when I'm enjoying myself, just stop, stand back and just take it, take it in because that's a good moment and it's like it's coaching moments isn't it when we see right yeah stop there what what happened there that was really good oh this 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 yeah exactly do we know why it was good yeah now you've stopped us we do brilliant let's crack on you know absolutely
0: love it and and again from that from a coaching perspective and a, and a movement perspective i, I loved your description and explanation of the mechanics of the Maguire program because
1: Mm.
0: as I say from a a coaching perspective I I could just resonate with that so much in terms Mm. of Mm. how people learn and and you struggle and you try and you you start Mm. getting it and you think yeah I got it then you fall again and you think yeah I'm useless but actually no I'm learning I'm getting better and and you just have to keep persevering and keep falling and keep getting up again and keep getting back at it
1: exactly one thing that i love most about the kicking coaching side is is when you start with a new kicker and he or she says you know i love kicking but i'm not very good all right well that helps that's a good place to start and they hit a kick that they're really proud of and they turn around and look at you with a massive smile and you're like yeah that's it it's
0: beautiful isn't
1: it that's that's what it's all about yeah that's what it's all about and and it doesn't matter how old they are; they all do, they all do it. Mm, mm, they absolutely. all turn around to think, blimey, me, I, I just got that kick." Yeah, you, you bloody yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good one. <laughs> and that's probably that's when you should stop and say, "Right, why did you get it? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? How did you connect with the ball and things like that?" Because yeah. you're always gonna you're always gonna hit a crap kick or a crap shot.
0: Yeah, it's or, you know. Yeah, connecting with those golden moments. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're always going to do it, and and the Maguire program is is similar to a, a golf swing or a kicking action because there are so many components, and you've got to make sure that they're all done in the right order at the right time in order to be able to speak, and that's the same. But it is, but it's not always going to work, you know. Yeah. Rory McIlroy, one of the most talented golfers in the world, is very up and down in his form. You know, knows how to hit a ball, but sometimes just hits a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, owen, owen farrell probably amongst the world's best kickers misses from time to time johnny wilkinson did too dan carter did too but it's going to happen make yeah. peace with that and move on so that we can focus on the good stuff
0: brilliant i love that
1: so in terms of of
0: where you are today who you mm would you say either an individual or group of people perhaps um, has made the most significant impact on your life in terms of um, becoming the person you are? And it it may be even linked to some of your kind of awakening moments um, in in a way. Um, Could you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, this is a good one for you because Nelson Mandela is one of the greatest humans ever. And listening to him speak and knowing the backstory and knowing how he suffered and knowing how he didn't turn his back on a country that turned it back on him in a big way that takes and and you know forgiveness is one of our best qualities i think and the way he showed forgive forgiveness and passion to unite people i think he is one of my most inspirational people without a shadow of a doubt because of what he stood for and how he treated people and the lessons that he learned too. Mm, mm. He, he was always learning as a person yeah. and I think we all have to, otherwise we're, we don't move forward. Um, I think I look up to Barack Obama, people that lead with dignity and poise. Joe Biden, obviously, because he has a stammer, and the way that he meets the challenge head-on. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling for British politicians, if I'm pretty <laughs> honest. Um, uh, the
0: less but, said, the better. I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in the in, this, in the sporting world, Johnny Wilkinson, because of how good he was, but also how good he is at, at raising mental health issues and and stigmas and and mm-hmm. it being important to talk. Guys like Chris Evans and uh, the radio guy who is a massive philanthropist but doesn't want to talk about it doesn't really go into depth but he does a lot of work for charities and yeah people like that and but you know people like my karate instructor like my lecturers you see bits of people and you think yeah that's a good bit of a person
0: yeah yeah, I think I'll
1: try and and bring that into my own person and you know the idea that masculinity is there's an idea about what masculinity is, but I think that's changing. And then that's brilliant. The fact that men talk and they care and they show their emotions and they're kind. I think that's brilliant. And recently we've all needed it. Yeah. We've all needed a little bit of that. And I think, yeah, I think that's, I think a lot of people could probably do that. I think just look around them who do they want to be like that guy's a good guy but why is he a good guy does he make time for people does he even though he doesn't i mean i'm guilty of this i am you know i've been very lucky tv radio etc people know who i am and people come up to me and they say hi rich how's it going and i don't necessarily know who, who they are but i'll talk to them how's the family nice to see you because you know it's important to be kind you know and be be a good person you know and that is what i'm i'm helping my kids to be and and it was lovely because that terrible story about that lady who got attacked on her way home and murdered in in london and Mm -hmm. the hashtags were coming out it's not all men and it's like yeah we all know that mate but at the moment it's about women and it's about making sure that we are do as men are doing what we can to make women feel as self as safe as possible yeah yeah you know and some sometimes it's not all about about you is it it's it's about seeing the the bigger picture
0: yeah yeah and and i think unfortunately our society has become so self-centered and individualistic Mm. that yeah you know, massively it, it, it's almost it's almost encouraged and and kind of fated to be you know selfish and, and individualistic and, mm. and and yet that just takes us so far away from
1: being our best selves um absolutely the th- whole thing about nice nice guys finish last do they really yeah yeah how do you how do you perceive where they finish and how they finish maybe in maybe in people's views in some areas but I know that nice guys probably have a nice time while they're doing it
0: this is yeah yeah Uh, I think again it's it's that redefining what's important and and what's Mm, mm. you know so I think too often we've gone with with whether it's mainstream media or what Mm. Hollywood or whatever has been pumping out as that that's what you should be. And that's, that's a a real man or whatever. And then you look at it and you kind of think, do I really want to be like that? Do I really want that? that
1: Absolutely. My
0: brother, my son, my uncle, whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: I say to, I say to my son who is at that age where, you know, they do have a little bit of lads, lads, lads about them. Mm-hmm. and I you know I try and extend this into my coaching of of young men and they know what I expect and I had to pull them up recently I said boys it's a little bit lads 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 at the moment and what do I not like lads 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 rich exactly so let's should we just calm down a little bit yeah that's fair and it's so important that we help the next generation to realize what being a gentleman is all about as well and not about being a a Jack the Lad and um all that kind of stuff that's associated with that. Let's let's be gentlemen. Let's open doors. Let's hold the doors open. Let's let ladies first. Because it's it's dying out. People say that to me when I hold the door open. Oh, there's not many of you about oh thank you. But hopefully there'll be more in a few years. Yeah. It counts. And that's your that's the opportunity that we have, I think, as um parents, as and and as rugby coaches i have had this group since they were six and now they're 14 and you build better people or you do your best to build better people and i'm incredibly proud of of the young men that my team are growing into um they're all a lot of them are doing the dv they're all volunteering some are doing it at the rugby club some are doing it at in their communities picking up litter um renovating buildings i mean that's that's superb and that kind of lesson you don't forget that that giving giving time selflessly giving time to other people good causes that kind of thing sticks
0: absolutely and it's building can
1: only be and it can only be a good thing
0: yeah building community and building that that cohesiveness um is is such a dying um quality that uh, it's great when when you hear young people getting stuck in and being involved
1: it is and community a community is a word that i think is more more important now more than ever Mm, considering mm. that we've spent most of the year just able to walk with one other person or shut inside our houses you know we've got a road here and i'm looking at it because i'm in the back garden where we do say just off to morrison's do you need anything or you know, can I mean, we, we've done our garden up and, and a load of um, wood was, was delivered. Before I knew it, it was like ground force. The guys next door opened up their garden so we can lob it over the fence. Two blokes from across the road had come over, a woman from in the courtyard. You know, it was done in no time. It was like I felt like a young Alan Titchmarsh will.
0: <laughs> directing okay. operations in the garden absolutely
1: <laughs> I'm, I, I'm no tommy walsh that's for sure
0: <laughs> cool
1: um rich have you got any tips tricks or practical
0: advice for us in terms of things that you would advise young men old men mm. middle-aged men like us <laughs> uh, in terms of you know looking to to emulate to follow uh, as as good good bits of advice or routines to to help them to follow their dreams and to become better people?
1: I think, well, the first two things would think like a lobster. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be don't be afraid of, of taking the scenic route as long as you know where you're going. And I, for me, tolerance and acceptance are crucial in this day and age to life is is a rich tapestry and it takes all sorts accept them and make friends of them and just try and enjoy it we're only here once and we're not here for a long time so let's in let's enjoy it and let's help each other out where we can
0: yeah wonderful cool thank you um one thing I, I always am fascinated in, in hearing, uh, not only from, from my own experiences, but but also in terms of seeing uh, friends and, and, and people I respect who've gone through difficulties is, is you know, in terms of a tough break or, or, or a failure, if you like, that, that you've bounced back from, uh, what sort of lessons did you learn from any of those sorts of experiences that you've been able to, to go forward in a positive way having experienced?
1: Again, I think goal setting is really important here Mm -hmm. and having the destination in mind and not being afraid to. The RFU do something good here and they talk about speed bumps in goal setting. And I like it because speed bumps aren't barriers, they're obstacles that we have to slow down for, but we can get over them it's not a problem and and being aware of speed bumps is really important through life I think when you're driving towards your your destination but I think that you have to I think you have to go through a struggle and I think it's a nice quote through my biggest struggle I found my greatest strength and I think that is really powerful. And everyone's got a battle that they're fighting. And everyone's got, whether it be dyslexia, whether it be issues with weight, addiction. Um, There's more people with depression and anxiety these days and mental health problems, obsessive compulsive disorders. Just try and help wherever you can and through helping others you probably get a lot of benefit for yourself and possibly th- seeing others grow and achieve and benefit and triumph through a- adversity we probably can feel a little bit of that ourselves as, as well and looking mm-hmm. at how they've done it yeah so that's that's what i would say yeah
0: yeah yeah it's it's, it's amazing I, I like that um that speed humps, um, as well, because, uh, again, uh, you know, talking about books that we've we've read and enjoyed. I don't know if you've read um, the book The Obstacle Is the Way, Ryan Ryan Holiday.
1: I haven't, sadly, mate. A lot of my reading is student work these days.
0: I will have to uh, lend you a copy to to take <laughs> uh, to take away over the summer holidays, maybe.
1: <laughs> after, after I've read. Uh, a draft of a student's literature review i think i can't do anymore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah right. i will uh, i'll definitely have i definitely have have that one off you mate defo yeah
0: um and and it's exactly that it's that you know there are obstacles in life and you know mm. don't don't see them as as being immovable objects you know the obstacle is the way uh, a speed hump mm. it doesn't stop you from going where you're going it, it slows you down it it Gives you pause to think and to consider yeah. what you're doing, uh, and I think that's such an important pause, reflect yeah. that stuff. And um, you know, mm. sometimes I think we are so focused on trying to overcome uh, a trip or a or a failure or or a or a tough break that we forget about the mm. learning aspect from from that reflection and, and mm. pause that those obstacles put in front of us. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. Completely. Yeah. So there ain't no shortcuts anywhere worth going. No, absolutely not. Gotta
0: gotta gotta do the hard yards as it were. (laughs) So from a yeah. From a mental health and and wellness perspective, uh, what do you do to keep yourself ticking over and and healthy?
1: Mm. Stammering is is naturally a an anxious life so I've always struggled with that if, mm-hmm. if I'm 100% truthful and I don't know but it helps because my my eldest son's begin to his rugby and uh, all three of us me and my two boys have been down to the gym this evening because Luke's 11 now and he can come as well and I think exercise is really really important I've shed a few stone in the last few years and, and feel a bit a lot better for it
0: you've been Um, doing amazingly well
1: that's yeah thank you but that's that's all you know being a bit more sensible with what you put in and doing a bit more to put out and and i do i do like to switch off i must admit and as i grow older i do like to switch off people that don't watch telly i sometimes get very confused about what they because telly's my telly's my escape you know i watch dramas i watch films and that's my switch off you know lying in front of the sofa all on the sofa in front of it wouldn't i wouldn't get the real use of the sofa then but lying on the sofa watching a good film taking the dog for a walk bit of a gym session bit of a cycle i played golf last week i didn't completely suck at it so i'm going to get back on the golf course soon little things like that i think and and talking talking to Tell people me. talking to friends yeah if things aren't great if people say, you know, if people say everything okay, sometimes it's right to say no, it's not. Can I have a chat? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, yeah, that's becoming more of a of a male thing to do when it didn't used to be. And yeah, thank thank God.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think for me, um, if I if I was to try and use golf as a as a way of. Uh, working on, on my mental health and, and my well-being, I think I'd, uh, I'd probably burst a couple of blood vessels. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I tend to find it quite quite frustrating and uh, yeah. brings, out, brings out the bit of anger in me. <laughs>
1: well, people say that uh, it ruins a good walk, yeah. and, and that's fair. But the thing is, I know I'm rubbish. And I enjoy the good shots, which are few and far between, and I accept the bad ones. Eh, that's just my normal game, and I and I know that I'm going to lose a few balls because they've gone too far into the trees. But I don't get frustrated, and you do see people get very angry. Uh,
0: I know, certainly for but, me,
1: you know, I guess, and it.
0: I think for for me part of you frozen oh part of part yeah for for me part of that getting angry when it's not going well i think is more down to ego uh than ability you know it's that kind of i should be able to do this i should be able to you know (laughs) yeah that's fair. drive straight and and whatever um and it's you know at the end of the day it is a skill Mm. and like any skill the more you practice it the better you're going to be Mm. And you know, if I'm playing once a year or once every five years, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm mm. doing at the you know, I, I am going to suck. And it's it's as you say, being realistic yeah. about it, being being honest with yourself, and saying this is where I'm at. I'm going to enjoy the good shots and enjoy, you know, the couple of, of good holes I have, mm. and I'm going to learn from the bad ones and get better, you know, next time.
1: So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Luke. Luke loves his golf, and that's why I'm getting back into it. And he he says to people, "Do you know the best way? Do you know the safest place to watch my dad play golf? 150 yards right in front of him." (laughs) And and he's right. He's exactly right. Cheeky chopper. (laughs) Yeah, but it but it goes back to perspective, I think. And in my first year of uni. I could not present for Toffee because of my stammer. Joined the Maguire program in between levels one and two years, one and two went back full of confidence and people were saying, Jesus Christ, Rich, you worried. I said, because I used to be really worried and I used to have real anxiety and I used to have people in me falling asleep when I used to give presentations. So, when you've when you've been through crap like that actually you know it puts a lot in perspective Mm. and I I think you know there's a time to get cross and there's a time to get frustrated and anxious and I've been frustrated and cross and anxious cross that I haven't got words out anxious about asking for a stamp frustrated that it's taken me ages to find the Marmite because it's never where you expect it to be in a supermarket. When you've been through that rubbish, all of a sudden, you know, you don't sweat the small stuff quite so much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And people get very het up about things. And I say, just chill out a bit. Just chill out a bit. It's going to be all right. One of my friends at work, he said, we're only doing a a bit of teaching here. And, And he's right and people lose perspective but ultimately we're teaching people and that's a good job Mm. you know Mm. people wonder they've chosen the degree course just enjoy it yeah and that's that's quite perspective is crucial I, i think yeah
0: yeah massive cool so rich what's next for you um you know obviously you've got the the qualifiers for for the olympics um What you're working towards any other sort of uh, projects or or new ventures you're embarking on?
1: Um, It's, it is nice to be back in the Maguire fold, having some self-enforced time out to do my masters and stuff. Um, The kids are in a crucial time in their life. Luke's going to the comprehensive school in September. Tom starts his GCSEs in September. Um, Mrs. Winks has just started a new job so my life currently is about supporting them and you know vicky's got to leave the house at 7 15 so i'm up with her getting her a cup of tea stepping up sorting the sorting out the the boys so she's been out of work for a little while so you know it's all guns blazing back for her to really establish her again and you know like with all marriages and relationships sometimes one's got support The other one she's supported me for years. Mm, mm. So now I've got to step up a little bit and make sure that she's all right. She's got what she needs. Cup of tea, pan of chocolate for the journey. As nice lunch as I can make, which is questionable, but seems to have gone down touch wood fairly well. But yeah, so, you know, but we've got stuff like really exciting close season, I think, at Stowe. Um, as we build for next season, September, when everything should return to normal yeah. with the kids as well. And, and with uh, Cheltenham Tigers, with the, the ladies there, it's exciting times. It's a good it's a good time to coach rugby because nine, six, nine months ago, we didn't know where we we're going to be. You know, we, we'd spoken about it at length.
0: Yeah. yeah but now dead. I
1: think, you know, things are things are getting back. And, and I think it's exciting times.
0: Yeah, it's it's been great to be out on the pitch with the boys, with with a whistle in your hand, or with the ladies, and and just mm. seeing people enjoying themselves throwing a yeah, ball oh, around. Brilliant. It's it's brilliant. been a real real tonic for me as a coach. Uh, you know, just being being out there. Um, I know the first couple of sessions,
1: mm.
0: I, I found it quite hard, and yeah. I remember you know speaking to 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 Rob Miller, our director of rugby, and and kind of. Saying I, I'm not feeling this, I, I've lost my mm-hmm. mojo a bit. And then uh, the other day, I, I was running around like a like a dog mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. tail wagging furiously. It was just, I was just absolutely loving <laughs> it. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it is. And so, yeah. I, but I think I think that enjoyment of the players comes back at you because the first session back with, with the, my kids' team, I didn't do anything. I just said, boys, here's some cones, here's some balls, go and do what you want. Go and enjoy yourselves, go and play. Yeah, yeah. And if I hadn't have stepped in 15 minutes late, they'd have still be playing after dark. And that's what it's all about.
0: Absolutely. You yeah. Know? Let them just play. Getting them this, to enjoy yeah.
1: themselves. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Bro. But when you're about girls' football teams doing the bleep test first time round, you're like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, those yeah. poor kids. Yeah. So just let them play. Yeah. So, Rich, I'm going that's, to ask that's you. That's what we did, wasn't it? First yeah, week back at it. Stokes, Yeah,
0: no, you know? it was just games, 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 more games.
1: Just, just games, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, wonderful.
1: Rich, I want to ask you for
0: up to five of what you think are your most important habits. It might be tools, might be gadgets, um, might be things that you carry on yourself on a daily basis that that you feel have been really useful for you, uh, and that perhaps other people might might pick up as as tools uh, or routines that they can help to to make their days a little bit easier
1: good question well i think family is the first one Mm -hmm. um friends are the second one surrounding yourself with good people i think that a challenging mindset is important finding time to do what you enjoy is important and finally helping other people to find what they love is the fifth thing
0: brilliant and that just for me totally resonates uh, I, I often talk about the four f's uh, which is family so your, your friends and family uh, your your faith uh, and that's mm. not necessarily religion, but but your spirituality, um, you know, your your, your self awareness, anything, or, could yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your your finances, you know, looking after your your business, your job, um, your studies, etc., um, and your fitness, you know, making sure that you keep yourself in good nick so that you can do all of those things and look after mm. the people that that you love and care about, yeah. etc. So um yeah that's absolutely spot on And that having that purpose and a sense of purpose to guide and drive you towards being Mm. your best self
1: yeah yeah and i think faith is is you're right there's a lot to faith these days it's it's about having faith in in other people having faith in yourself um obviously if you if you have a, a spiritual faith then then that's fantastic and that gives so many people a lot of a lot of strength but it's also having your faith in in your ability to connect with people Mm. Mm. that's really important as as well and being able to connect with others is really crucial yeah
0: cool dritz have you got any advice or rules or quotes that you could leave us with in terms of things that resonate for you or that you feel would be helpful um to keep in mind as we take on life on a daily basis.
1: Nice, okay. Challenging is important and feeling a bit of fear is important as well because it keeps us honest. Mm -hmm. It keeps us focused, It, it concentrates the mind. But my favorite quote of all time is, as an aeronautical fan, it's okay to feel the butterflies in your stomach just get them to fly in formation.
0: I love that. It's okay to feel the butterflies in your stomach. Just make sure you get them to fly in formation. Brill.
1: For yeah. Because the fact that they're there is a good thing. But yeah. get them to work with you, not against you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool, yo. So before you leave us and Thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been it's been really oh, it's cool been, to, to been catch lovely. up and, and uh, yeah, shoot the breeze. Lovely. Absolutely. Um, if you could recommend or, or connect me with anyone to come on the podcast in the future, um, obviously, in as much as it would be interesting to have, uh, you know, His Royal Highness the Duke of Sussex mm. or, or uh, of, of Wessex, rather, mm. um, for example, um, but but obviously somebody that um, you think would, would benefit. Um, you know guys like you and me in terms of what they're about and what they're going through um, who who would you say would be uh, some people you'd have in mind
1: I am going to put you in touch with Corey Loud who uh, or Sensei Loud as I would call him mm-hmm. um, and I'll give you his details Brilliant. once your teacher always your teacher I would suggest and uh, yep. he's still teaching me things even now. So he's definitely a guy who I would recommend. Awesome. Um, and I think, and a, a guy called Matt Wilton as well. He's the regional director of the Maguire program, but he's also a life coach. And I think he's very good at getting the best out of people, particularly me.
0: Yeah. brilliant. You
1: know, getting you challenging me and giving me opportunities that I have a bash at. So I'll get you in touch with those guys, definitely.
0: Fair, Rich. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Um. Finally, Rich, uh, if people want to connect with you or follow you on social media, anything like that, <laughs> uh, what would be the best way to, to do that? So, you know, have you got my a-
1: my my Insta's conked out now? So, mm-hmm. uh, and I've forgotten what I have now is my my um, inability to remember passwords. So i'm having a nightmare but they can always friend me up on on social media uh, there's a picture of me sitting on my patio with a gnt i think that's on my so they'll recognize me from that um but on twitter i'm at rich the boot that's which rich. is a bit of a nickname that the heartbury students have have given me cool if, if if you if you hear a shout of good morning the boot that's normally uh, aimed in my direction
0: Students, there are worse things or... they
1: could call me, to be honest.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And uh,
1: do you thank have any. You, Will, for this websites? opportunity.
0: No, thank you, Rich. It's just been great to, to chat. Um, if anybody wants to learn oh, a bit no, more. No about... websites, no websites. No. Uh, but if anybody wants to learn more about, not the, personally Maguire anyway. pro- about the Maguire program, for example, yeah. um, obviously DOV is quite easy to, to find, but um, how, how could people find out a bit more about the work that
1: you do there? So it's quite simple, MaguireProgram.com. It comes up with any search engine that you use. And with this opportunity that you're giving me, it would be wrong of me to say that if you do any, if you do know anybody that stammers, or you happen to stammer themselves, themselves, or yourselves, there is hope out there. You don't have to struggle day to day. If you don't want to do it, that's fine, but have a look at it. But I can't not tell people about it because of the change it it's brought out in me. So if people want to stammer, I've got no issue with that at all. But if you want to do something about it, mcguireprogramme.com or they're on Twitter or Facebook or any of the things, they are good at their social media, better than me. Brilliant. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I need loads of help with my social media, mate. <laughs> you're, you're in good company.
1: <laughs> Top man. Awesome. Thank you, Will, very much. Great to see you as always and chat. And you, brother.
0: I look forward to catching up in person again soon. And uh absolutely you your time.
1: Good to catch up. Thank you, mate. Take care.
0: And you, Rich.